Are you good? Is you good? <laughs> okay, ready? Action! What's up, everybody? This is the greatest show on dirt. It's March 1st. We got 28 days till baseball. Today's March 1st. I am your host, Quentin, coming to you live from the Sweet Bee Studios. And you would not believe who came back. She left to go buy a gallon of milk and cigarettes and was gone <laughs> for three months. Courtney is back on the show. What's up? Hi, I'm back. I, I know. Did you get whole milk or 2% milk? Well, so I went to a lot of stores, um, okay. scoured the aisles. Now, you were gone for about two months worth of stores. So sure, How sure. many states did you cover? Just one. Um, mm. Just the state of North Carolina. Okay. Um, but really, I was I was in search of the perfect gallon of milk, so decided to come back. Um, been listening to some of the podcasts without me, and the real reason why I'm back is because you sound really bad without me, and I wanted to make it's not, sure... It's not that good, is it? No, it's really not. So ah. I wanted to make sure that I kind of can secure the listeners you're, you've already gained. The and listeners. Make sure, yeah, and just make sure that they don't leave because your stuff's getting a little stale. Well, my, my primary audience is relatives, so we've got sure. moms, aunts, uncles. So if you sure. can keep them happy, sure. Um, I don't know really. I'm, the bar's low, right? I'm going to tell you that the bar's low. They, they probably listen just because they're like, oh, Quentin, look at him trying. <laughs> They're giving me a participation trophy. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we could say, like, if I was a baseball team, is this podcast the Miami Marlins? Because I was kind of hoping for maybe, like, a little bit, like, at least mid-range, you know? Like, I could be a 500 team. No, you're the Marlins, where people are like, is there anyone in the seats? Anyone? (laughs) I worry that's how it's going to be. Awful stuff. (laughs) Um, Now, we've got... Like I said, like 28 days till baseball. And this yep. past weekend, we started our own spring Today training. Today the first? That's T- crazy. Today is March 1st. Yeah. And last weekend, we started our own spring training. We did. We took um, a... your butt. Yeah, well, podcasts, you know, being a podcast, it's it's very physical. You know, for example... <laughs> is it? Oh, absolutely. Like, to sit down in this chair all day long... Sure. You know, it's back, first and foremost. You need great posture. The poor thing. You have to have great posture if you're going to have a podcast, which means you have to have strong back muscles. Okay. But you also have to have, like, you have to have strong hands. Why? Because, you know, to type on the keyboard, to research. But you're just talking. There's just so many things. A lot of mental health and mental dexterity, too. I go through okay. a lot of mental drills. Okay. Like uh, red red leather, yellow leather. You know, just those sorts of things, red right? Red leather, yellow yeah, 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 leather. Yeah. See, I can't um, do it. It's probably because I'm not a professional podcaster. I can't do it. Red leather, yellow leather. <laughs> Is that a, it? Perfect. I think yeah. I think we're ready for the show. Let's do it. Do re mi fa so la ti. No. Wh- what is it like... Um, they do this one voice exercise, and I forget what it's called. Like, mir, 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 wait, it's like mama me, like something weird where it sounds absolutely ridiculous. Now I can't think of it. I do a lot of physical exercises, too. Oh gosh! Like I just like. You're you're not shadow boxing. You're literally no one can see you. This can is I, a video. Listen, can I? T- oh well, they can hear. They can probably hear my fist wave through the mic. I'm almost positive. Okay. Brody's in the office too. What's up, Brody? Yeah, you hear him. Okay, so listen, I'm gonna tell you right now. Yes. The Washington Nationals over the past few years. The Nationals have been to the playoffs five times out of the last six years. Okay. And they've never won five a playoff six. series, right? So, what's our dog doing? I don't know. He's literally sitting so, here. So, the, so the Washington Nationals yes. have never won a playoff series, and they've been in the playoffs five out of the last six years. So, their head coach, Dave Martinez, brought a trio of camels to spring training to help them get over the playoff hump. Like the cigarettes? No, no, like a real-life camel. Wait, not, not a pack of smokes. No, like a real-life... <laughs> I would want to smoke a lot of cigarettes after this because it's just stressful to read. But no, real-life three camels. 
And I know what their names are too. <laughs> Three camels. Oh, so amazing. One of them's name's Blondie. Okay. And but like nobody rode Blondie oh, because good. the other one won't travel by itself. Wait, what? Oh, so like it, it won't travel. The other camel refuses to travel without its friends. So yeah, they it, have to yeah, bring yeah, yeah. It's the, uh, the three stooges of camels. Uh, like, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's like the camels. It's like the camels are best friends. Um, it's hump day, is what it is. So pretty much, they bring in these three camels. Okay. And the first base coach, he they thought it was a great idea. You know, Dave Martinez is a guy that worked with Joe Madden for a while. Joe Madden brought like a magician and mimes. Like, over the past couple years. Is this like a uh, five-year-old birthday party? I don't understand. Um, I don't know, but they interviewed one of the relievers, Ryan Matson, and he said that it was fun. I bet they did. That's I'm, what he... You know how when you go to, like, a, you're invited to, like, a, a small child's birthday party, and it's like a petting zoo, and, and there's animals and donkeys you can ride and stuff like that? Have you ever been to one of those parties? There's some clowns. Like a petting zoo party. Yeah. Oh, you know, I had a... So this is essentially like a a five-year-old birthday (laughs) party. This is a five-year-old birthday party. However, they're getting paid millions of dollars to attend Mm. this party. I think that's exactly (laughs) what it is. I wonder if anyone cried afterwards or like pooped their pants. Why would they poop their pants? Because it's a kid's birthday party. Oh. (laughs) The camels were named... There was a camel named Lawrence. That's my middle name. Wait, that's your middle name? Yep. And then there was a camel... Is it spelled the same way? Oh, yeah. It's for sure spelled the same name. Then there was a camel named Blondie. Yep. And then the third camel's name, I can't figure out what it was. Unnamed camel. But here's what happened. Martinez, he joined the players for the team's daily circle of trust meeting on the infield at 9.30 a.m. And then the first base and the third base coach rode on the camels onto the field (laughs) during their morning circle of trust. I don't know what's happened here right now. Is this, like, what's going on here? Is this, like, they have a circle of trust? Do they have trust issues? I think one, it, it's kind of like meet the parents, right? Circle of trust. Is that that's what that's off of, right? Yep. Um, but two, I I think maybe they're trying to mix it up because they're like, hey, what we're doing before wasn't working, so let's do something we've never done. Uh, cue camels and cue circle of trust. Was there a fight going on that they had to resolve? Are they all? Are they doing trust falls? That's what I wonder if they're doing trust falls. You know, like, close your eyes, I'll catch yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, could you see Bryce Harper, like, standing there, and he has to catch Daniel Murphy? I would let Bryce Harper catch me. And, well, easy now. Easy now. <laughs> I would. Like, oh, I'll do this trust hey, fall. Can I tell you something right now? Yeah. Remember when you saw my hair that one day, and you thought of Bryce Harper? No. And did I tell you someone on Twitter last week said that they thought I was Bryce Harper in a Cubs hat? It's not good to lie. So you think I look like Bryce Harper now? No, I really don't think you look anything but like him. But can we ask, can I tell you this right now? Did you or did you not look at my hair and think of Bryce Harper? No, I it's didn't. It's a yes or no question. No, this But is you looked happened. at my hair and said, you think you're Bryce Harper. <laughs> we'll cut that out. Did you or did you not look at my hair and think of Bryce Harper? Answer that question right now. No, I really didn't. What happened was you were feeling yourself and you were doing weird things and you were like flipping your hair because you're doing this thing where you're like keeping it really tight on the sides and longer on top. It's a great haircut. Yeah, I, I enjoy your haircut. I'm getting ready for the baseball season so I can do the Bryce Harper after I take my helmet off and BP. But that's what I'm saying. So you were like standing there by yourself, like flipping your hair. And I was like, you think you're Bryce Harper because Bryce Harper flips his hair. I didn't say you resemble <clears throat> Bryce Harper, but you just took it there. Well, I see. 
see where you're coming from because you looked at me and thought of Bryce Harper because I was not trying to do a Bryce Harper impression, but what yes, I was were. what I was doing clearly, if you look deep down into your heart and soul, I'm talking like some psychological stuff. Like who's that psychologist? It's like Pavlov or like, Freud. Freud. This is like some Sigmund Freud stuff. And you looked at my hair and thought of Bryce Harper deep down, and then you said you think you're Bryce Harper because that's what you thought of. Listen, I wouldn't be mad if you looked at, like, Bryce Harper. That's not like I'm fighting that. I just have realistic expectations of my husband, and you don't look like Bryce Harper. Oh, come on. Can I just get a win here, please? <laughs> no, you're a very handsome man, but you're no Bryce Harper. Oh, thank you, thank you. But to get back to the... So if we get back to the story, here's what we've got. Blondie and Lawrence were the ones walking around the practice field, but there was sure. a, there was a camel there named Brown. But no oh, one, that was the unnamed. Brown. Yeah, but no one rode Brown. Brown okay. was only there because Blondie refuses to go anywhere without Brown. And what, did you ask her? Like, what are you talking about? They, you just know the instincts, oh, right? Okay. Like Brody doesn't like to walk on wet grass. Brody likes to not be apart from exactly, me. exactly. And then you know Ryan Matson was pretty much like, "Hey, it was fun." He's like, "I know a camel back home." Ryan Matson said, he goes, I know a camel back home. It's He's a little overweight and he just lays around a lot, but I think they got him on a diet. Ryan Matson knows camels. What? Have what you is ever, happening? Have you ever met a camel? No, Quentin, I've never met a camel. But could, now, can you imagine, but the circle of trust though, can you imagine Bryce Harper, Daniel Murphy in a circle of trust? Like, what do they talk about? Like, who's the alcoholic in this group? Maybe someone's oh. fallen on hard times. And what, what would a baseball player need to trust the other baseball player in? Like a circle of trust. What kind of deep stuff? Is Bryce Harper talking to talking to Daniel Murphy about I, hair problems? I really possibly, don't, I don't know. Well, what do we know about Bryce Harper? His hair. Maybe he feels like he doesn't know what to do with his hair, so they talk a lot about the hair. No, I don't the, think so. Beard, I think he's mastered. I think he's mastered his physical appearance. I think the circle of trust is just probably like they probably talk about like books they read, movies they watched. Mm, that would be good. Books they read. Um, maybe a new recipe they're trying out in their crock pot. Like oh, maybe I just love pot maybe just like real world stuff, right? Like, I made chicken pot sense. pie for Real dinner. Maybe stuff. he's talking about, like, hey, I've got a new chicken pot pie recipe. Like, who knows? Circle of trust, right? We'll never know because it's a circle I of mean, trust. I get. Do you think it will help them win a baseball playoff series? And I don't, pitch and hit a little better? I don't know. I mean, I'm willing to try anything at that point, right? Hey, listen, you want to do a circle of trust? You want to do a cooking group? You want to do yoga together? You want to give each other back massages? Oh, that'd be like, primo. Right? That'd be primo. Maybe in the circle of trust, they all sit in a circle. And you know how in high school, all the girls would like sit behind each other in like a little train and like give each other back mm. massages? Maybe they do that in the circle of trust. Would be cool if they played Duck, Duck, Goose. Because <gasps> if they were in a up, circle. No, 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 heads up, seven up. Uh, heads up, seven yeah. up. Heads up, seven up. You know, sure. I always used to cheat in that game. Because you looked at their shoes, didn't yes, you? Yes, 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 yes. Jerk. I would. I would put my head, I would hide, and I would look in there, and I would always guess wrong the first time, just so, like, I wasn't yeah, obvious, but, but yeah. I cheated. You'd be good at Survivor, I'll tell you that. Oh, Survivor. Yeah. There are rumors, though, that Jake Arrieta, which we talked about on uh, the show two days ago, that Jake Arrieta, that the Washington Nationals and Mike Rizzo are interested in Jake Arrieta still. Really? Yep. He's and still not signed. That's crazy. He's not. But I'll tell you this right now. I think if Jake Arrieta is going to go to a team, mm -hmm. he's got to go to the Washington Nationals, and the Washington Nationals have got to sign him. Because Why? if Jake Arrieta goes to any other team, mm -hmm. he'll be a completely different pitcher than what he would be on the Washington Nationals. And here's why. Jake Arrieta is a competition guy. I remember watching a 2016 interview of Jake Arrieta during a Sunday night baseball game, and he was talking about being an ace. 
and comparing himself to guys like Madison Bumgarner and Clayton Kershaw. And he's put himself up on that pedestal. He's, so he's got a chip on his shoulder because he wants to be inserted with those guys. Now, how's Ariel going to pitch when he goes to Philly and they'd be lucky to be 10 games under 500? Right. Versus if he's in a clubhouse with Max Scherzer with trust, and Steven Strasburg in this circle of trust. With camels. I think so. I mean, do you remember that one time? And I don't remember who it was, but he took to Twitter and he was like, he was talking smack about before a game. He was like, bring it or like, I'm going to beat you. What that was Jake Arrieta. Yeah, yeah, no, I know that. But what was he saying? Um, Like, good luck. The or Pittsburgh like Pirates said something like, um, get ready for the black and gold. Yeah. And he goes, He's busy, he, like, he goes, you can tell yourself what you want, but just know it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I actually miss that, Jake So Arrieta. I'll tell you this. Lie. If Jake Arrieta goes to Washington, you'll have a 16-game winner with a, a low three ERA. But if he goes anywhere else, I don't think you'll get that picture. But he needs that competition. And I'd like to see him play with Bryce Harper. The Nationals should pick him. That's the thing. The whole clubhouse is built for him. Yeah. Daniel Murphy, Bryce Harper, yeah. Max Scherzer, Steven Strasburg, Dave Martinez, who's a Cubs guy. He's got to so be in that. Uh, Matt. I can't say his last name. He's Matt. got to be in that clubhouse. He yeah. just does. He's got to be in that clubhouse. 100% sure. Greatest show on dirt. Thanks for listening. I'm extremely full right now. I had half a chicken pot pie. Yeah. Now, we've been debating on this if chicken pot pie is a healthy food or not. It's not. Okay, now I beg to differ because here, really here was my justification you of it. You when I cooked it. You made chicken pot pie with turkey. Yes. Turkey is a lean meat. That's a lean protein. So a turkey pot pie. Lean proteins are good, so it's a turkey pot pie. But it also had peas and carrots in it. Yeah. Now, you got and me onions. on butter. You told me it's got too much butter in it. It has... One th- no two third no one third of a cup of butter something some obnoxious amount of butter. Now look at this though, and here was my justification. I asked you if butter in moderation was healthier than diet coke, and we both Probably. agreed that yes. Yeah. So if you could tell me that butter is better than a diet zero calorie soda, then you yeah, cannot talk me out of a chicken pot pie being healthy like saying, for you. Is butter better than crack cocaine? Like, <laughs> that makes no sense. Well, because crack cocaine's bad, but a diet soda... It's bad. A diet... Well, well, I'm just saying, right? These numbers these numbers don't lie right now. Um, <laughs> a big story today, when I was at work, not working... Um, Must be nice. Yeah, well, you know, it's just like we said earlier. A lot of our money's tied up in investments. Yeah. So, I, I work a 9 to 5 and so does Courtney. Yeah. But x-rays have been taken of Major League Baseball's. And the x-rays have found... X-rays for real. Camels and x-rays. For for real x-rays. So here's what we've got at a couple different colleges. Uh, USC and another college. USC, California or South Carolina? University of Southern California. The only USC that exists. No, USC is University of South Carolina. No, I don't agree with that 100%. But that's a conversation for another day. That's a wrong acronym they're using. Okay. But some guys from a couple colleges have... Taking x-rays of the baseball. Mm-hmm. And what they found is the core of the baseball is less dense in baseball's post-All-Star break 2015. That less dense baseball will fly further. Right? So I've had my own. Listen, I talked to Kyle on the podcast like maybe a month ago, and I brought up the slick baseballs during the World Series and you, Darvish. And he was like, oh, I don't know anything about that. But listen, I do. <laughs> okay. Right? So you can read a lot of good articles on 538 and on fan graphs about how, and even in Sports Illustrated, about how players and coaches are noticing that the baseballs are harder and the seams are lower. Where are they getting, like, who produces the baseballs for the MLB? Rawlings out of Costa Rica. 
They produce the Major League Baseball. So interesting. Okay. That's where Rawlings' outfit is. I didn't know is. that Rawlings was in Costa Rica. Yeah, well, you know, that's where they make them at, I guess. Okay. And so, right, so for example, Marcus Stroman and Johnny Cueto and David Price all had blisters on their hands last year. All three of those guys says we've never gotten blisters on our hands in our entire life. Okay. When Justin Verlander was signing baseballs during the World Series, here's how he explained it. He goes, you know when you're at Starbucks and you're trying to sign that slick receipt and unless you hold the paper down firm and sign it, it doesn't sign? He goes, that's how the baseballs were. And you had guys with good sliders last World Series getting eaten up, right? Okay. Now, granted, that's not scientific evidence, but you got a lot of guys that have played baseball their whole life mm -hmm. not complaining about getting rocked. Like, Justin Verlander noticed the baseballs, but he didn't get rocked. He won the World Series. Right. He wasn't complaining. You Darvish didn't make an out outroar about it, but he said the ball affected my slider. Mm -hmm. On top of that, now you have this density test that's saying, hey, the core of the baseball is different. What did they change? It's being built different. Well, the core of the baseball... Um, well, you know, I don't know. I just know it's less dense. It's made with different stuff. They like took x-rays of this baseball yeah. and then sent it somewhere else. And the people melted the baseball down to try to figure out what materials were in it. Why don't they just ask Rawlings in Costa Rica? Rawlings and Major League Baseball are both saying that the ball's the same. Mm. But here's the answer they give. They say the ball is within standards. So they're giving this arbitrary, yeah, like, that, what, it can be here, standards. it can be there. Exactly, That's like exactly. That's like the, like the FDA and, like, the health like department yeah. saying, like, it can have a certain amount of XYZ in it. Oh, yeah, we trust you. <laughs> yeah. But this seems like such a... I'm frustrated with it in one hand because it's affecting gameplay. But at least everybody's the same. It's not like only one team is getting. No, they're not. The bad baseball. But guys are being put on the disabled. When you have pitchers going on the disabled list because of the baseball, that's what I have a problem with. Right. That makes sense. So, like, I get that, like, everyone has to play on the same level, but pitchers are being affected more than what hitters would be. Is it cheaper to produce that way? Is that why they're saying they're see, doing it? See, that's a thing nobody knows because when MLB Baseball and Rawlings are both like, it's within standards, we don't know what you're talking about. And Major League Baseball kind of did their own study. Mm -hmm. They haven't released the results of the study yet. Major League Baseball really keeps their data close. Right. They don't really want to talk about what they found. All they'll say is it's within standards. But then you have all these independent people saying, well, it's different, you know. We know right now that the core is less dense. We know that the balls are more bouncier. We know the seams are lower. And we know they fly further. That's what all the independent studies wonder, are telling yeah, us. Yeah, but the flying further, that doesn't really bother me. The only <clears> thing that bothers me, again, is is if it's causing injury. But how would something, like, I don't understand how that correlates to it affecting people's hands. Because you it's, said... It's with, it's with the seams. The ball's harder and the seams are lower. So I would imagine they're having to overcompensate their grip. And it's just rubbing them up. Um, but also, my other problem is, is Rob Manfred, over the past... Well, ever, as far as the baseballs, mm -hmm. won't say anything. So he's going to say, the ball's not juiced, the ball's the same, the ball's the same. Now, baseball came back from the 94 strike mm -hmm. with the 98 home run chase with Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire. Yeah. So on one hand, you could say, okay, maybe they did this because they want to spike the game up a little bit. So they all got together and said, well... Here's the range that the baseball needs to be in. Let's go ahead and tilt that needle to the right. Let's mm -hmm. turn up the volume on this thing a little right. bit within range and send it out. Well, maybe they didn't know the negative consequences it was going to have on people. But, but my hands. thing is, is they should have announced it. So when Rob Manfred took over, he said he had an interest in bringing more offense to the game. He could have easily been like, we're going to adjust the baseball a little bit. He could have said that. I don't know why he didn't say that. But he's denying it all, just like he kind of denied... 
He was on Dan Lebetard's show, who's like a big Miami Marlins fan, yeah. maybe a month ago. Miami and Marlins. he was denying the whole time that he had even seen the proposal from the owners about how they were going to gut the I team. I listened to that. Yeah and, there are a couple, yeah, and there are a couple things that are kind of like, man, what's really going on on the inside here? You know, we really don't know. So here's what we've got. Two doctors at USC gave a baseball a CT scan, right. which has got to be awesome, right? Could you imagine coming to work? And being like, hey, we got a CT scan, uh, seven Rawlings baseballs. They yeah. bought about a handful pre-2015 and a handful after. They found that the ball was 40% less dense. Wow. 40% less That's dense. That's a lot. And this is from the guys doing the study. Are So this article is on 538. Rob Arthur wrote the first piece with, uh, oh, what's that guy's name? Ben Lindbergh. He's a fan graphs guy. Super legit dude. He's on uh, MLB Now a lot. And then Tim Dix was the other guy on this one. But also, 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 the previous evidence does point to, let me get real scientific here, respective height of the seams, seams are lower, and coefficient of restitution. What does that mean? Bounciness. (laughs) I didn't know that. I just read it on here. So we've got some problems here. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what baseball's next step might be in this because you've got all these studies coming out, and this sounds like... It's just, I don't know if I wouldn't actually call it a PR nightmare, but one of the things that I don't like is when things are happening within a sport, mm-hmm. but they're not being directly addressed. It's like not transparent. It was, yeah, yeah. And I, I got to dig that transparency because what I don't like is when stuff like this happens, mm-hmm. it's like baseball doesn't have control of their voice and their PR, and I don't like it. I don't like when you have all these other well, parties. they have control. They're just saying it's not true. They're not doing it. You know, when Major League Baseball creates a task force, mm-hmm. literally a baseball task force, which, like, if you guys need a guinea pig, I'll stand in front of a pitching machine all day and take them off the chest. Oh, my God. Happy Gilmore style. That's aggressive. But, when you, but here, here's the thing. It's in Major League Baseball ability. They, they have so much money. You got colleges that can round up studies and give you the evidence. Right. I don't care what the end result is. Baseball's got to take control of this and get this study done and release all the data. And if the balls are different, just say the balls are different and it's fixable. But I don't like the non-transparency. That was a good term. I don't like it. Are they saying anything about it? Like, are they commenting? The only thing I read was a study had been done. They're going to release a report on it later on, but it hasn't been released yet. Mm -hmm. And the only statement they've made from it is the balls are within range. That's all we're going to say is the balls are within range. And that's all you got. Hmm. Um, The home run record was set in the year 2000. And this past season, it beat that record by 412 home runs. Wasn't even close. Right. And the year 2000 was like, you had some gassed up guys. Sosa, McGuire, Bonds, all slaughtering home runs. Right. Luis Gonzalez in 2001 hit like 57. Right. He went like a buck 60 or something. Those were some home runs. Greatest show on dirt you're listening to is we're going to go, uh, we're going to have baseball practice this weekend. We're going to hit off the soft toss machine. My forearms and my... Hamstrings. You know my hamstrings were sore from hitting baseballs? No, my whole body was sore. It was really embarrassing, actually. Muscles that I didn't even know I used when swinging a bat or throwing a ball were in serious pain. My arm, my upper arm hurt. I don't know why your hand... Wait, what muscle hurt? My hands hurt. Oh. My forearms hurt. Forearms, my hamstrings yeah. hurt. My shoulders hurt. My upper back. It I was don't know like, why your forearms It was hurt. like I got rear-ended by like a four-wheel drive truck and I was driving a Honda Civic. It yeah. hurt. It was just embarrassing, honestly, that... I was in so much pain. But in fairness, I was swinging a, a wooden bat that was way too heavy for me. So that's probably yeah, why I'm well, in pain. We, and, we gotta, and we got to get you a bat this weekend. So I think what we're going to aim for is a 30-inch bat. 
wouldn't get you a negative 10, so 30 inch, maybe 20 ounce. I don't know. I feel like you keep saying that you want to buy me a bat, but you're not letting me swing it myself, so I need to actually hold you it. You want to meet at Dick's Sporting Goods tomorrow? Uh, sure. Okay, we're going to go to Dick's Sporting Goods <laughs> after work and get a bat. I want you to get an Easton. I'm an Easton person. You got a name brand you like? No. Okay, okay. <laughs> Madison Bumgarner, there's been a... The one team this mm-hmm. offseason that sticks out... Yeah. San Francisco Giants. They signed four players over the age of, that have, have already had their 31st birthday. Okay. Madison Bumgarner was quoted as saying approximately something like this. I'd rather play with a lot of guys that have been there. Hmm. That's his endorsement on the rebuild. Yeah. Out of the Giants have seven regulars and they have one that I think is still in their 20s. Joe Panic. How old is Madison? He's like my age, isn't he? Yeah, he's high 20s. He's not 30 yet. Yeah. I'm talking about, I guess, position players. So. Okay. But the Giants have done... I, cu- I love what the San Francisco Giants are doing because you have teams that are selling off when they shouldn't be selling off. And I'm adamant about the Marlins should not have sold off. Right. Bryce Harper got eaten up. Um, someone asked him, um, a member of the press, that's Bryce Harper, they said, what do you think of the Marlins? He said something along the lines of, I think they sold too soon because they just needed pitching. Yeah. And Don Mattingly was like, mind your own business. Oh, really? Absolutely. Which I don't have a problem. Isn't that my dad's favorite baseball It is, player? absolutely. I don't have a problem with what Donnie Baseball said because he's the coach. He's got to say that. Mm-hmm. He's got to have his teams back in the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. But Bryce Harper's right. Oh, yeah. But then when you look at the San Francisco Giants, this is a team that won three World Series titles in five years with yeah. Bruce Bochy, one of the best managers in all of baseball. They got guys that are over 30 that nobody else wanted. That does two things. Okay, it could be completely dumb. Right. But one of the things it does... Or could add experience. Is this does, exactly. This does two really good things. One, you've put together a bunch of baseball players that nobody in the world thinks they can do it. Mm-hmm. Right? That's... You're putting rocket fuel in that ship. And number two, the fan base. You're... You're building and keeping that fan base to where if you've got to make a drastic move, they've got your back. And ultimately, that's the San Francisco Giants having transparency. And they're they're doing that. And I I love what they're doing. It's interesting to me that it it always makes me laugh when people are like, man, they've got such an old team. And they're like 31 years old. Meanwhile, that that makes you look like a baby. When did that be old? Uh, Nolan Ryan pitched he was like 42. Bartolo Colon is still pitching. He's 42 or (laughs) 44. His waist is bigger than his age. He's like 55. I'm not kidding with you at all. But (laughs) I dig what they're doing. I might have a few notes on the San Francisco Giants. Mm. Oh, one thing I read was the Giants players, they have an innovative approach towards sleep. I guess because what they think they're playing. I have no idea. I figured maybe they drank hot toddy toddies and watched Nick at night before they went to bed. I'm I not too sure. I don't understand what's But going I would on. like to get on that. Baseball's doing a lot of weird stuff. You got it's trust. Weird. You got trust circles. Camels. Camels. Innovative approach to innovative sleep. Innovative approach to sleep. I, I have an innovative approach to sleep as well. What is it? I sleep a lot. No. <laughs> Mine is eating a ton right before I go to sure. bed. But sometimes it backfires and I wake up at 3 a.m. wide awake and sweating and I have to take a dump. And you don't <laughs> want to do that at 3 a.m. But it happens. I actually have an innovative approach to sleep. What's that? I have that pillow spray that oh, we put on. Oh, essential oil pillow spray. No, it's not essential oil. It's my deep sleep pillow spray. <sighs> I love it. I'm I take it. sleep very seriously, and apparently so do the San Francisco Giants. Yeah, so I'm good a fan. stuff. <laughs> okay. Funny. I've got a next topic to bring up. I've got it here in my pocket. Greatest show on dirt. Thank you for listening. We're improv this whole thing. We did zero planning. I read about baseball at work, and we think this is the best way to go. And this is what we're going to do. So Ronald Acuna, he's one of the top, top Atlanta Braves prospects. Okay. 
why can I not find this article? And the Atlanta Braves want him to wear his hat straight. And they're making a big deal out of it. So this is a 20-year-old prospect. He's the Braves' number one prospect. And he's the number two prospect in the whole entire game of baseball. What do you see that? Right there. Second row. Here? The Braves aren't happy the way the top prospect wears his hat. How am I not seeing this? Where, where yeah, is literally it? Literally right I, there. I, I le- oh, there it is. I literally can't find the article. And here it is. So Ronald Acuna is wearing his hat up and a little to the side. Yeah, I can see him right They're there. Fr- and Atlanta Braves don't like it. Listen, this is what they said to him. So this was someone from so MLB.com. He has a lot of hair, though. MLB.com Mark Bowman said the Braves want Acuna to wear his hat straight and respect the game the right way. I can't. But look at this picture right here. You can find this picture on Twitter. Hold on. Go to at Cody Rogers 10. At Cody Rogers 10 on Twitter. Look, these are all Atlanta Braves Hall of Famers. He's got a weird hat smoking a cigar. Tim Hudson backward hat. Those guys, their hats are upside down and inside out. I'm about to show you folks what it's all about. They've got their rally caps on and Chipper Jones has a sideways hat on. But they want this 20-year-old to do this. I wonder if it's like a racist thing. No, I don't think it's a racist thing. all of those guys are white. This is ridiculous to me because they're doing like this... Whatever it is, they're doing this unwritten code. Let's keep baseball pure and not pimp a home run and pump our fist when we strike a guy out. But the truth be told, that never happened because Mm -hmm. in the 80s, Ricky Henderson pimped everything and you had guys hitting home runs and celebrate before they left the batter's box. But I got a huge problem with this, just like I had a huge problem with Yasiel Puig flipping a bat and being himself. I know a lot of people don't like Jose Batista. I had zero problems with the bat flip. This stuff has got to end. When you got guys like Goose Gossage, he threw a fit because Brian Cashman, the Yankees GM, what's up? What's up, girl? Did not, Brian, Goose Gossage used to get invited to Yankees camp every year. Mm-hmm. This year, Brian Cashman, second best GM in baseball, except because Theo Epstein's better, he didn't invite Goose Gossage to camp. Okay. Goose Gossage is an idiot. He uses he uh, uses swear words. He's slurring all kinds of stuff. He's an idiot. He's like an old person that has dementia and probably needs depends because he's going to poop himself. Oh. He And all he does is talk crap about the nerds that run baseball and these idiots that do backflips. But he cusses like a, like a sailor. Right. Like, he, like, I think he's been to prison at some point. But I got a huge problem with this because you got all these young kids getting eaten alive and nobody wants to let these guys be in all these front offices instead of empowering the players to be who they want to be because lord help us if a young kid takes an interest in baseball because you got a guy playing the field with some swag no one wants to do this stuff i don't get it no i don't get it either i don't know i think that maybe they're just like let's keep it traditional or i don't know know what they're protecting because i've even seen tweets on you know russell wilson's in yankees camp Mm mm-hmm and Tim Tebow is in Mets camp. I've seen tweets saying that all of this about these two guys being in spring training is stupid and it's a publicity stunt. Lord help us if we love the game of baseball and we got some guys that we want to see play baseball from different sports. Yeah. I love it. I love that Russell Wilson is literally at camp playing his ass off, hitting in batting practice with Giancarlo standing here. Because Russell Wilson's, here's it, it's two parts, right? You know I went One, to um, college with Russell NC State. Wilson. I get that. And you know why he left NC State? Why? Because his coach didn't want him to keep playing baseball. Oh, interesting. So he went to Wisconsin senior year so he could play both sports. And people are like, this is publicity stunt. I don't want it. But Russell Wilson, two parts. One, he loves baseball and it's fun to watch him. He hit like six home runs in batting practice a couple days ago. But two, it's for his dad. His dad died in 2010. Right. His dad had diabetes. Type you're born with, I think. And 
He picked number 73 because three was his base or three's his football number, seven yeah. was his baseball number, and he's playing uh-huh. it because what the game means to him. And yeah, he's so was happy. Was his dad a baseball fan? His dad was, yeah. Oh. There was, you know, Russell Wilson was more of a baseball fan than was a football fan growing up. Yeah, I heard that about him. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. But um, he, was, he, he was described as a fair weather football fan, but always a diehard Yankees fan, always. Yeah. And. He's playing because the game means something to him. And obviously he might not be here if he wasn't famous. Right. Well, of but course. still, why it's not like why can't we have that? Why can't we have athletes that we love that maybe play a different sport? Right. People want to act like, oh, he's taking someone's job away. But in my head, I'm like, if that guy's not good enough to make the pros, how's that Russell Wilson's fault? How's that the team's fault? It's not. It's almost like baseball doesn't want to entertain us. They right. want to play the game that they played in 1910. They yeah, don't they want really to entertain do. us. So help me if someone comes out there with maybe a big gold chain, flips a home run. Even Bryce Harper said it. He goes, if a pitcher strikes me out and does a big show of it, so be it. I hope I he get it next time. Yeah. And if I hit a home run, I'm going to pimp it. And that's what we're going to be. Flip those bats. Does baseball just not want to entertain people? When's this stuff going to let go? I don't know. I think that they hold on to the like... America's favorite pastime, but like hold on to the standards like you were staying like you were saying of like the old school kind of yeah. traditions and honestly that's why people think baseball's boring. So it's not really working out for them. I don't think baseball's boring, but I can see why people would think that if, you know, we're not doing like celebrations like the NFL does when they do touchdowns well, and stuff it, like that. Here's the thing about it. Like, in Gerald Early, who was a, he was in the uh, baseball, the Ken Burns baseball documentary mm-hmm. a lot, and he's an English professor at Washington University in St. Louis, also African-American studies as well. Yeah. And the reasons why me and you love baseball is because our parents brought us up in it, so mm-hmm. there's a certain nostalgic factor there. Not everyone has that. Right. African-Americans don't have that, and Gerald Early wrote about it because he's been asked a lot, why don't African-Americans play baseball? Simply put, they don't want to. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, they don't have any, like, there's no inherent meaning for it like there is for us. Right. And I guess where I'm getting at with this is baseball doesn't have a problem with its current fan base because we're like the baseball lovers. But if they want to spread the joy and the fun of the game, yes, you can't. Should. you can't ride on... Like, this one thing of, like, this nostalgic play it when right. you're a kid type stuff. Like, if you want to tell the story of baseball and really be an advocate for the sport and get people to love it, you've got to talk to them how they want to be talked to. Right. And you've got to let them play the game. People that come into the game that are representative of the people in today's age. Yeah. It's like we're putting a lid on top of the boiling water. Well, yeah. I mean, I just feel like as time evolves, the game has to evolve as well. And it's just not. It's sticking up a little bit. I mean, it's like getting there, but it's just so, so slow. Yeah, um, I agree. That's what we've got on that, at least. What else can we talk about? Let's talk about... Well, we're 34 minutes. We should probably close this thing out. Okay. Um, we'll close out the show. We don't want to take too much every time. We'll probably record again one day this weekend. Um, like I said, we got a big batting practice coming up. I might have to up. go out BP. To get some milk again. Don't you dare. <laughs> I'm I'm really craving. You're gonna be milk. suspended without pay if you don't stop now. You're not paying me as is. I told you my demands this afternoon this when is, we were planning. This. I thought this was freelance work. It wasn't freelance. I told you what my pay was. You said no, and now that this is forced labor. Forced labor. <laughs> yeah. Well, guess what? You're stuck. Uh, You're stuck. This is it. This is a great show on dirt. Thank you for listening, and I'm gonna hit stop on this. And we'll be done. Bye.